um, I did go back to work after the baby was born, but I felt empty. I didn't feel fulfilled. I, I had to, I had for me, my career just wasn't, was empty for me when knowing that I had this new baby at home and I wanted to be with her. So I made the decision to stay at home. And that was like landing on a different planet. Hello and welcome everyone to Awaken to Your Real Power podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I am your host, Roma Bajaj Kohli, and I am taking you on a journey within. My sole intention with this podcast is to help you dive deeper into identifying your authentic self, overcoming self-doubt, fears and limitations, and becoming in alignment with the best version of you. I bring in guests from diverse fields and backgrounds, and we talk about self-growth, self-mastery, building meaningful relationships, and doing work that feeds your soul. Hello, and welcome everyone to episode number three to the Awaken to Your Real Power podcast. I am your host, Roma Bajaj Kohli, and today I have a very, very awesome guest with me today, because she was someone and her organization was somewhere where I went from being a confused preneur to entrepreneur. Yeah, that's the name I coined for my phase of life where I knew I wanted to do something of my own, but I really didn't know what. And I feel like that was, uh, this organization was my safe space, my, my safe haven, my incubator for helping me birth my business, my dream and my vision. And it's so amazing for me to share. And it is such an honor to have Tara Gilvar, the CEO of Believe, Inspire and Grow, the women's empowerment organization that she has created some 10 years back. And I get to be a part of it. Believe, Inspire, Grow exists to help women unlock their true potential and live the lives they were meant to live. This organization provides the inspiration tools and community to help women every day become the best version of themselves. At BIG, we create safe environment and offer face-to-face -face support from a like-minded tribe of peers. We believe that every woman has a special gift and talent at the and that the power of a community of women working together is an unstoppable force in making the world a better place. Using the power of positive peer support, coupled with trend-setting information on topics you need to move your goals forward, this organization provides never-ending opportunities to explore, develop, and embrace the person you want to be. Because I believe like the three most important values or principles that BIG stands for is authentic connection, helping you grow and nurture your dream, your life, and also building a community and a tribe of sisters who are better together. In this journey as an entrepreneur, it sometimes gets really lonely. And for me to be able to be a part of an organization like this, I never felt that loneliness. One of the most proud work that I feel I do is lead one of the chapters or pods of this organization. That is one of the most grateful work that I do to give back to the community 
that I got from uh, from this organization. So welcome, Tara, and thank you for creating this awesome organization. Oh, I would do anything for you. You you make me so happy every time. And and when you you know you just talk about this the way that you do, it makes me you know feel so like I we have a mission with you to to bring this to more women because if it makes you if this helped you the way it did imagine how many more people could help and I think that's really why we do it right is because when you figure out why you're here you have to move it forward so Tara I would love for you to speak to our audience about your backstory of how did you start this organization because the country, India, from where I come, and as well as when I moved to the United States, it was my motherhood journey that really made me question why I was here. What was I doing here? And how could I be a better influence for my kids? And I always feel that that phase of our life is where we really question about what about me and how many women really have the courage to step up and do what you did and create an organization like this. So I really want you to talk to my audience about that. And that way, maybe some women can get inspired about how to take a step up and say that I'm not sitting on the back burner anymore. I want to give wings to my dreams. You know, it's motherhood is one of the biggest factors, but, you know, as we've been doing this, it's even more than motherhood, right? It's any time that a woman has to make a major change in her life. And, you know, what we're discovering, what they're telling us is that women make nine times they reinvent themselves across their life. It used to be less, right? But, you know, we, we ebb and flow with all the other people in our lives and we redefine ourselves into circumstances that fit ourselves into other people's lives. So whether that's our husbands or our children or taking care of our, our parents or after you know people who are getting divorced or an illness, we are the ones, women are the ones who make that adjustment to keep the family whole, to keep the life together. And I don't think we wanna give that up, but how could we weave that in? And then to your point, be what we're supposed to be, which is more than a caretaker for these people that we love. Um, you know, we've been given all these beautiful talents and resources and education, and the brilliance of these women, and how many are sitting on the sidelines just because they think there's no place for them. And to the story for me was, uh, yes, I was a state, I, I was in advertising and marketing. I worked for these really cool agencies and I worked on big national brands at the time. And, and people were interested in me by my job, by when I'd say what I do. Oh, wow, that sounds so amazing. Tell me more. Um, and then when I had my first child, I, did, I actually did the ball drop in Times Square. And that was a really amazing experience. And, and you know, I was very popular telling that story over and over about how cool it was to be in the middle of Times Square. But I was seven and a half months pregnant. And I was definitely not thinking that I was gonna be a stay-at-home mom after this baby was born. I was going to be the woman who was gonna do it all and have, you know, have it all. And, and then when you have a child as a mother and it's always your personal decision, um, I did go back to work after the baby was born, but I felt empty. I didn't feel fulfilled. I, I had to, I had for me, my career just wasn't 
was empty for me when knowing that I had this new baby at home and I wanted to be with her. So I made the decision to stay at home. And that was like landing on a different planet. And I felt in some ways that, you know, who was I now, right? I was a stay-at-home mom with a newborn baby in a community that I don't really knew the woman because I was working all the time. And I was, I was, I was lonely. Um, you know, I waited for the postman to come in the day. That was a big experience of the, of the day. And um, you know, yet I was grateful and honored and privileged to be able to do that, like so many women who can't. So I, I do honor that. Um, and I traveled after that. I had two more children. I was out of the workforce for about, uh, you know, going on, I don't know, 11 years with three children. My, we traveled with my husband like you did to different countries. We traveled to different states in his career. And I still didn't know who I was. I lost that purpose. I lost that 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 thrill of knowing when you come out of college or when you're a five-year-old girl and someone says, what do you want to be when you grow up? I, I didn't have that. I was the mom. I was the wife. I was the caretaker of the home. And that wasn't exciting to vacuum and go to the grocery store, but it was necessary. Um, and then when my son was in middle school and my youngest daughter was going to kindergarten, they feel like, oh, maybe free at last. I have my time, even though 2.30 comes like a lightning bolt very quickly. Um, and I dropped my son off at the middle school and a teacher, and it's always a teacher, the most wise people on the planet are teachers, had a bumper sticker on their car and it said, remember who you wanted to be. And that was the catalyst because I looked at that bumper sticker and I, I remember it. I was like, I'm not her. I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl that who I wanted to be. And I, I didn't know what it was that I wanted exactly. I didn't know, but I knew I was seeking something more. And all the alternatives for me weren't feasible. Going into the city with three children and being home at the end of the day was not a possibility. You know, working in a local community when I was doing major national brands in my local town didn't have an option. Didn't want to work at the, de the dentist's office or Starbucks. So I didn't know where I fit in. And I realized that, you know, we got forgotten about. We were this chasm of millions of women who no one, highly educated, highly skilled, great gifts and talents, but nobody gave us a place to be a mother and to be a caretaker and use this. And entrepreneurship, when we started this, wasn't as, thankfully it's evolved, but it wasn't very evolved back then. So I said, I did one thing and that's all women should do one thing to move forward. And then that takes you to the next step and the next step. And I sent an email out in 2009 to the women in my community who seemed like me, who seemed like they were wanted more out of their life beyond doing what they were doing and had the skills and had the education and weren't utilizing it. And I just said, you know what, we're still smart and maybe we could figure out how to become more fulfilled in our lives and keep our family and our commitments sacred. And 42 women showed up in my living room and that started this whole thing. Wow, that's a beautiful story. I love how that bumper sticker really asked you that question of who are you? I feel like those are the questions that come in our, in our life often unknowingly and they really make or break our life from there onwards. So Tara, tell me that 
those 42 women and now over 4,000 plus women in the organization of BIG, we are in almost every um, uh, state of United States, as well as we are um, in so many local towns just on the East Coast. Did you ever envision BIG to grow this big at that time when you first started? No, no idea, no idea at all. In fact, what I really thought was going to happen for me was that, you know, I was going to discover that there was some woman in my town who was growing some big brand and I was going to be able to help her with some marketing and public relations, which was what my traditional career was. But what ended up happening was we, um, we went around the room when the women came, I knew what are we going to do, right? What are we going to talk about? It had to have some structure. So we had, uh, we asked each woman to answer questions. Who were you? Because everyone had some career or some history before they were there. Who are you now? Who do you want to be? And what is your struggle to get there? And, you know, the first two questions were, were okay. They could share their, their histories. Um, who are they now? Most of them were saying, you know, the word just in the description, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, I'm just, you know, and that's a, that's a red flag, right, if you define yourself as just. Um, or they would say, I'm, you know, my husband does this and my children are in third and fourth grade and they wouldn't talk about them. And uh, so I said, with all due respect, what about you? And then the emotions came because they felt like they missed their chance. They felt like they missed their opportunity, that the time had passed, that this is now their new life. Everything they dreamed about was not going to happen for lots of reasons, money reasons, time reasons, responsibilities to other people. And what happened was when the women started sharing the vulnerability of what they really wanted to do when they were younger and they, they, they thought it was gone. And then they thought, well, you know, one woman said, I, I always wanted to open my own bridal shop but I don't have any money and I just got divorced and my life is a mess and I can't do it. And then the women would say, yes, you can. I know inventory. I know a retail space would be perfect. I know. And when the women started building that woman up, you could see it. She was thinking, maybe it's possible. Maybe, maybe I could do this. Maybe. And she literally would sit up higher in her seat. And then the women said, we would help you. And what you realized is that if you put women in the right environment, we don't want to be competitive. We don't want to scratch each other's eyeballs out. We want to help each other, but we don't want to be taken advantage of. So we have to have our boundaries. And so what happened that day was the magic. I mean, literally hair on our arms because we saw something that was really missing in our lives and in society that says this part of, of these types of women are, are being underutilized and not valued and their sense of worth is getting diminished and they could make a huge impact in the world if they were given the right opportunity. And so um, one woman reached over to me and she goes, hey, guess you just figured out what you're gonna be doing. And I'm like, what? And she goes, this has to continue. And I took it seriously. I recognized it. So I, I didn't invent it. I didn't like mastermind it in terms of, I didn't know, but I followed it. I'd say that's what I did. I followed it and I'm following it ever since. Yes. And just like you knew that listening to the word just 
or when women are talking about everyone else in their family and not themselves is a red flag. I believe that no woman should ever feel like I am left behind or I don't belong anywhere because there are so many talents and skills every individual has that it is important to bring that forward. And I love how you followed that voice because it takes more than just a yes and a willingness. It takes deep level of resilience and courage to not just say yes to follow that then, but to keep following that all through so many years of the, of, you know, of you building this organization, building the brand big and helping so many other women such as me become leaders in their tribe, in your organization and really lead from there. Tell me, how did you manage to keep following that voice? Because I feel like there is so much learning in there for people to know that it's not a one-time commitment to listen to that voice. You have to keep growing it forward. And how, so how do we stay committed to that calling and follow it through and through? Because I know you have had certain um, partnerships in your business and despite of all the challenges you would have faced, you kept going on. Well, it's a big question, but um, I think there's a couple answers. One was, you know, you talked about the bigger picture, you know, whether it's the universe or God or your calling or, you know, I think we all have it. We just have to, you know, the pandemic has, has magnified everything, right? It says it has us all thinking like, what's going on on the world? What, what, what matters to me now? What's important? You know, um, so much has changed globally and it's all at one time. And so we've had a lot of chance to think about it. And for the people that have never done that deep thinking, it's an awakening, or at least it's an opportunity for an awakening, whether they choose it or not. Um, for me, I think I had that awakening back in that, in that room when I saw that there was a need, an unmet need, and I had a catalyst in solving that and a responsibility, really. Once I kind of let the cat out of the bag, there was no going back. I could have turned my back on it. But what happened was, and I remember Deepak Chopra used to say, um, when we called big, it stands for believe, inspire, grow. And you know that a name evolved into that. Uh, but inspiration, Deepak, uh, I, miraculously, I heard about this Deepak uh, mantra at the exact time that we were calling it inspiration, believe, inspire, grow. And he said, you know, the word inspiration comes from the root word of spirit. So again, universe, God, spirit. Um, and once your spirit is ignited, and I've seen your spirit get ignited, Roma, um, it's like you can't, you can't stop it. It's, it's a fuel in your, in your body, in your soul, and you have to wake up every morning and continue it. And, and, and those of us who get that inspiration moment it's a blessing and a curse some days you just go want to like why today do you do I have to do this you know but it is that and um that's that's the calling that I got uh, in that room that day and yes 
a lot of speed bumps along the way. The speed bumps came though in hindsight out of fear, out of insecurity, out of not thinking I was smart enough to do this on my own, that I needed a partner who was smarter than me that could teach me what I didn't wanna do. And, and the reality was that I, you know, it's almost like um, the Wizard of Oz, you had it in you all along, right? Um, but, you know, no one person is supposed to know everything. So you really do have to surround yourself with people that have the resources and knowledge and information that others don't have. And you want to make sure, though, and here's the factor that I didn't do originally, I think. You want to surround yourself not with people that just have the resources and just have the, the, the knowledge. You want to make sure they're aligned with your values. Because there's a lot of people that know a lot of information, but if they're not aligned with your values, they're not going to share in this mission journey of yours to get where you where you're going. And they're going to have different reasons why they want to do it. And that's where conflict happens, right? When, when, you know, they're about it, you know, I'm not saying this happened to me, but you know, if they're all about the money, the money, the money, and you're all about helping, 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 there's going to be a, a, a divide. And that's something that we've come to realize in the organization is this may not be an organization for absolutely every woman because they may not be ready, right? To be vulnerable or to, to you know, put a, get fully aligned with their values in their business. But when you can do that, we know it's an awesome thing. Yeah, I love that. And I think that this is where the common myth about big as a networking organization needs to be demystified because I feel like when people look at it from the outside, they might feel like, oh, this is just a networking organization. Everyone has a business and I ha and have to have a business before they come here. But, uh, but I genuinely feel that this is an organization that helps you build that support, that community, that tribe, for yourself to make those conscious decisions and take those courageous steps in our lives when when we when we want when we need to or when we are ready so i feel like it's more like a university or a b school where you come and learn to unlearn so many things about yourself as well as about people and business and life in general most of the members most have some sort of entrepreneurial thought or a business or something. And so, you know, for me, networking isn't a bad word, but it's just not an important word, right? Because networking, traditional networking that you do at lots of other places is a like a business card exchange. And you're coming in to seek something from someone else. You're looking to get benefits for yourself from someone else. And it's a transaction. You know, I sell flowers, you're having a wedding. You want me to bring the flowers to your wedding, right? So it's a transaction. So it's traditional networking is transactional. But what I am an advocate for, and the only way I want to do business is through relationships. And now, now I would say not originally, not when we started, because um, transactional business can be fast and you can make a lot of money in it, right? When, when the economy is good, boom, 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 sell, 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 ka-ching, 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 right? And, but you could be an amazing salesperson and still be an empty person, right? Because you have no authentic 
relationships or connections. And so what we are is a place to make authentic connections. To make authentic connections, not just connections, means you have to invest in yourself and you have to take time and you have to get to know people and you have to want to support them. Go back to my living room. It wasn't what you could get out of that. It's how you could help. And, and that's the give before you get is the most fulfilling way to start a business or a relationship. And, you know, people have to trust. You have to trust that if I'm going to give, somebody's not going to, you know, take from me without giving back. And, and they have to feel that they're going to get the support. And so that's why I say that's not ready for everyone. Cause some people are not at that place in their life to trust that this is a safe haven. They have an insecurity to think that they're not worthy. I mean, I, I, the saddest thing I've ever heard is I have nothing to offer in that organization. A woman would say why they wouldn't come. And I would challenge them that said, oh my gosh, of course you do. You just have to figure that out. And this is the place to figure that out, right? We want to light that fire in you because if you are feeling unworthy, this is exactly where we want you to be. We want to bring out your worthiness. And so that's, I think what you mean, the business, the entrepreneur side of it is just one component that helps women feel purposeful and successful, but you can find purpose and success in other ways. And we treat women as women as a whole, as their whole life. And we've had women who've, you know, had multiple businesses throughout the years, changed their businesses. You've changed your ideas, right? And we're still here. And, and we've had women who've been, had multiple marriages and multiple divorces and multiple, you know, um, they've moved away, they've moved back and we're still here. So yeah, I would love to have women who feel that they're missing their purpose, have a place to come and find it. I love what you said about authentic connection because I feel like that is one of the core values of big is especially in today's world when everything is going virtual it's important that we are really taking time to nurture and grow these connections these relationships and still let people feel that we are in this together and they are not alone um, to, to do this. They don't have to do this by themselves. They can have a tribe that always has their back. Yeah, and that goes to what you were talking to me about before, which was, you know, we were always in person, right? And, and we were, um, prior to um, the pandemic, we did do a little bit of online. We had this great organization we met over in Europe and we were able to connect with them through Zoom uh, once a month. And so we knew how to use Zoom and we knew how to connect with women across the, the pond, but we never used it for our regular uh, pod meetings and our, our gatherings. We were always in person and you know nothing substitutes an in-person. It just is just the human to human touch, right? but we're, we can't do that right now. And so that opportunity door closed last March for us. And we probably could have folded and taken our toys and gone home like some people. Um, we weren't sure if what we were doing in live meetings across New Jersey, Connecticut, New York City and Massachusetts was gonna be translatable behind a screen because it was a different how 
But what we discovered is we stayed true to our why, which was to believe that women deserve to be the best versions of themselves. And like you said, have the inspiration, the community and tools to get there. So our why didn't change. The how we did it changed because we, the world was forced to change. And then that opened up an entire world of opportunity, literally world of opportunity for us. Because now we got to be global. And not just that we went global thanks to the pandemic. I just want to take us a f- to, into a flashback of, you know, when the pandemic hit, Tara. And I saw you on the leadership calls and you really didn't know the fear of the unknown was in you. But there was this raw braveness with which you showed up. And you said that, you know, like many times your energy said that I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the clarity, but I am here and I know we are going to figure this out. And I'm sure that there were times when you doubted whether this is going to continue or not. But like just seeing you as human, as, as you know, as we all are, would bring me some level of comfort and satisfaction that yeah even even the ceos sometimes don't don't have you know know what what they are doing in their life and that is how i wish every leader in in whatever work they do show up because i believe that it is important to show the human side of ourselves the vulnerable side and let your people know that, yeah, I'm scared too, even though I know we are going to f- figure this out and know that this is going to go on. But there are moments where I have doubted whether this is going to work. And, you know, as a leader myself, I have had days of challenge. I have had days of uh, questioning, doubting and contemplating if this is something that I want to continue it is a lot of work. Am I, do I really want to keep going forward? But just seeing you in those moments was my true inspiration to keep going and know that this is the place that I want to keep nurturing, investing and, you know, putting my heart and soul into it. Well, to your point, I, 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 my gosh, I never even thought of it like that, but thank you for that. It goes back to your alignment with your values, right? It goes back to that. Like when this happened, when COVID happened and Zoom was happening and the world didn't quite know how to use Zoom either. Remember now we're all experts, but that was a new platform. People didn't know how to turn on the cameras and, and, you know, the, the audio was off and we didn't feel that we could teach the leaders in enough time to keep it going. So we thought, well, we're just going to have to run it until we get them comfortable to be able to have their own meetings. And so, yeah, that meant we were on about 27 to 30 Zooms a month. We were, we ran them all. We ran them. And then we said, well, these poor women who are trying to homeschool their children now, they need extra help. And we didn't want to do those special meetings when their kids were in school. So we started adding Saturday zoom sessions and then we said well well after a really bad week you probably need some yoga or something so we added sunday yoga you know and it was all out of the mission to serve right now is there a reality yes 
I have women that were dependent on me, that were my employees, that paychecks were dependent on them. So their livelihood was associated with me. So I felt a tremendous opportunity to save this organization so that I could pay them so that they could live, you know? And then I thought beyond that, the members need community. Like we're all like in a state of like confusion. We need each other. And what I can tell you is that the women that are the leadership of this organization, like to your point, you are one of the most amazing women and we have so many of them. They did not waver. Not one meeting was missed. Not one person said, I'm not doing this. They all served the women. They all reached out to their members. They all said, we need each other more than ever. And they added things. You added virtual happy hours and, and ways of just saying, how can we help you? And what can we do? And, and we got emails flooded like, okay, you know, these business owners need this support. What can you do? And we said, oh, we'll find somebody who has that knowledge and we'll bring them in. And it was a tremendously when I, I mean, I haven't had time to reflect like this, the way that, you know, you're showing me, but it was teamwork at its finest. It was a community of people that like, you know, raised the roof to support and help women and families help their families. I love how humble and grounded you are and you always give your leaders and the women that support this organization the credit for stepping up and showing up and it's sincerely one of your most refined qualities that you do that but I want to take this moment to acknowledge that you know it takes one great leader, just like Martin Luther King Jr. said that it takes that one man with an unwavering belief system within themselves of continuing this, making this work, even if I am so torn, stressed, and, you know, confused about how this is going to go forward, just standing up there and continuing to say that big is not going anywhere. Rather, we are um, closing our circle tighter this time so that we can all lift this roof up together. So I genuinely feel that, yes, such a big organization, especially to the capacity it has grown today, cannot just work with your motivation or just with one person's effort. It has to work with everyone else's enthusiasm, commitment, and, you know, determination. But I also genuinely believe that it is your subminal energy, that commitment, that conviction to never give up, not just for yourself, because this is your business, but also for everyone else. And that, that, level of commitment and that energy is what mostly women get attracted to because as leaders as women we feel that yeah we we like a woman by the way she looks she dresses but most importantly what we miss to see is that energy that that strength that courage and that vulnerability with which you kept showing up really inspired everyone else to be like hey we are in this together and that's what really 
bound us and your attitude, intention and purpose to serve inspires or I would say through your energy reaches through ours to stay on course. I think, um, well, I, I would think, Roma, I, you, you make me feel like I'm a little embarrassed, but you know, one of the things I, I will say this, it's, it's what I learned about me. So I think my natural gift is that I'm a connector. Like that's my purpose. Like I want people to be connected, whether, you know, oh, you have this and you have this, you should meet each other, right? Like that's just who I am in life. But when I did my human design, what I realized, and, and it was a really good knowledge about myself is that I'm a reflector. So what I like to do is reflect the light on other people. And it's not that I'm trying to be so humble and not understand that I had a role in it, but I get so much value because by, and I'm, because I get to reflect my light on lots of people, I get a lot of light reflected back, right? So it is sort of the walk of if you give, you will get times more. I learned that formula and it's just the way that I know to do things. I, I mean, I, I had a very good family upbringing, right? I had, I had a father who said, you help people. Like that's why you're here, you know? And then we hear Brene Brown and you said, you know, she'll say the only reason we're on the planet is to make connection, right? So that validates the way I do it, but it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like, okay, it was just what we did. And then, and then we were surrounded by another, so many other women who had that same value system to help more women. And, and then we got that investment that we made in time paid off because it brought way more opportunity. And it goes back to your idea of universe and God, right? Like, it brought us way more opportunity than we could have ever had before COVID hit. What was could have been the biggest disaster ended up being a, a, the, a rainbow. Yeah, and I would like to ask you is that how do you manage to take care of your well-being? How do you manage to take out time from running this organization, taking care of all the leaders, your employees, your family, and now that even your kids might be home due to this pandemic how do you take out that self-care time to nurture and love yourself through all of this I think I have to do a little bit better job if I was going to be honest right um, I think I put a lot of energy because I do get so much value out of this organization I put a lot of my energy into this and I think that sometimes I don't do enough self-care outside of this so um, I think with my family you know we're all living in the same house for tremendous amounts of hours and and you know it's not all roses when you get off the screen so I think I do have to do more but I you know what I did this year which was the first time ever is I invested in a lot of self-care um, with um, Shitra who was part of the your pod um, I was watching her for a while and I was she was a nutrition and fitness and I thought you know yeah, I've, I'm, I'm getting fat on the couch. I'm not exercising. I'm not going out the door. I don't eat right. I'm never eating during the day. And I thought, what could I do when you were saying, you know, I, what could I do to make myself happier? That, that moment of self-care. And I invested financially and emotionally and physically in my physical health 
you know, middle-aged physical health. And for three months, I did her nutrition program. I work out five times a week now, which is so unusual for me. I was never an athlete or anything like that. And I've gotten my weight down to college level and I'm strong and I'm powerful. So, and I, and I'm proud of that. I'm so proud of that. I didn't give up and I haven't given up. So that I would say is my biggest I think I need to be a little less hard on myself. You know, it's part of it is perfectionism. What, how that's terrible for us. <laughs> yes, I feel like perfectionism is an undiagnosed or unlabeled disease that most high achievers have. And it is important that we start recognizing how to be less hard on ourselves because we are so used to beating ourselves down for all the things we need to achieve or the work we need to do. Because as women, we prioritize everything and everyone else before we prioritize ourselves. So I, I love that you made an investment and a commitment towards yourself and your uh, health and well-being. Because once you start taking care of your body, you are definitely then taking care of your mind. So that's amazing. And I also want to acknowledge how big throughout the pandemic was offering meditations, guided meditations all across the pandemic. And I think, I believe it was Victoria who was consistently showing up and so many women, I've heard from so many women of how much they have benefited from this. So that's amazing. Thank you. Well, that's the thing. I mean, those women that subscribe to giving before they get and knowing that, yes, with boundaries. Okay. I want to always say there's boundaries, right? There's a moment when the giving gives and then the transaction has to happen if you have a business. It's just, we need money to survive on planet earth, right? So there has to be some sort of um, give and take in that way. But um, I think you're referring to Sensei Victoria Whitfield and she during the pandemic said, I have a need to give. And three times a week, she hosted uh, complimentary meditations for the members of BIG. And we sat and we took a, a breath for a half an hour, three times a week and envisioned beauty and wonderfulness during the most uncertain time. And it really was you know, an amazing gift to that she gave us that we gave to ourselves. I think that it is so beautiful that the value to recognize that when you have a need to serve, you show up and do. It's, it's amazing how you seem to attract those kind of uh, women members, both leaders in your life. I also want to say something that when I look at you, past all these five years of being in big how much I have seen you you remind me of that of that saying that Oprah used to say that I pray to God every day that use me up use every bit of my my personality my skills my talent so that by the time I come up there to you you would be proud of me and say you are you did it all and that's what I see when I see you is that you are kind of trying to use whatever it is that you have and the gifts that other women have and really bring it 
in front of the world to use it so that they can then nourish and grow from that. I also feel like your organization faced a lot of challenges even during the pandemic when our vice president left. It was such a smooth transition of the people who came, you know, when Brittany left, the people who came in her place really filled in the gap. It was so seamless that even we as leaders didn't come to know the struggle of it, let alone the members or, you know, it didn't affect any functioning of the organization. You know, I think if you can approach anything you do as an act of service, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, most women that I met, and we have hundreds and hundreds, are doing what they do out of a sense of joy for something they discovered that they thought either made their lives better or could make other people's lives better. So it doesn't matter whether it's a, you know, a lotion or a cream or a coaching program or jewelry design or, or, you know, insurance policies to make sure that, you know, you're covered so your house can handle whatever financial. Every woman that enjoys what she's doing is doing it to serve other women or their families to make to enhance their life in some way. And if they really believe that, then they give freely of it. They, 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 they're like out there prophesizing about this mm-hmm. with such passion. I've seen you, right? You know, the joy of cooking, the joy of being with family, the joy of doing yoga together, the joy. What we're trying to do here is help women find more joy. How they can find more joy could be a hundred different ways, a hundred different businesses, but how to find more joy. And then you get joy when you bring joy, right? And it's the self-perpetual motion. And, you know, you you, you learn to trust other people. So to the point where you said the vice president left Brittany, you know, I gave her so many keys to the kingdom, right? And she ran the, this, the system for me. And I was so lucky because there was so much I didn't have to worry about. And when she said that, you know, she was going on to try to do another passion for her life, you know, I'm not going to tell you, I wasn't devastated. You know, I wanted her to stay there forever, right? This worked until it, until, but I couldn't hold her back, right? She, she had to go and pursue her next adventure. And I'm not going to tell you that I was like, oh, go do that. I was really selfish for a couple of days, right? I was like, what about this? And this is going to be hard and this is going to get messed up. And then I thought, okay, this isn't my first rodeo. This isn't the first time that change has happened. Let it unveil itself. It's not going to break into pieces. There's too many people that want it to keep going. So let it unveil itself and see what happens. And I don't know if it's miraculously or divine, but another woman at that exact moment was looking, who had the same kind of passion, stepped in, not exactly the same, not exactly the same exact way we did it before, but enough to keep us on the track. And we're going to now, all of a sudden, we stop doing it the old way and we open our mind to a new way and that new way brings new opportunities. So we kind of just like went on a different leg of our journey and it opened up a new range of opportunities. And so we're in that stage now. Every change is scary. Every change makes you uncertain and feel like, 
I don't want to, I don't want anything to be different. I'm fine with the way it is now, but it's not supposed to be that way. Yes. And I believe that that's the level of self-trust and also trust in the universe that whatever is happening needs to unveil itself and really take its shape and form because of your past experiences of you know facing those roadblocks and obstacles and challenges and then overcoming them not necessarily with ease but like overcoming them and then you build that confidence and that level of trust within yourself to let it all unveil and happen and you know that the right person to fill the gap will come and that's exactly what happened well it was a more it was literally a mourning process right you know the five steps of mourning like you first get shock and then anger and then disbelief and then all the way to acceptance you know and when you get to acceptance then you're calm and whatever I mean from Friday to Monday I went through it <laughs> like that and that you know you know you go from shock what do you mean to what do you mean and then to like disbelief and then and then you get to acceptance and then you go okay and the other thing that I've learned and part of this is just I think age to a certain degree and and the perfectionists enough you know all of us a personality women who you know are never going to let anything go and no balls are going to drop it's a tough way to live right but I keep filtering now what can I control and what can I control and if I can't control it then I have to let it go. I have to accept it, you know, and there's so much right now, right, that we can't control. And that is so beautiful, because I feel like understanding that what can I control and what I cannot control, because I feel like being an entrepreneur is almost like embarking on a spiritual journey of sorts. And that's where I think the magic is. You learn so much about yourself, about life, and about the universe or the nature in general. It, it has to be a spiritual journey. Yeah. I mean, for those people who, who are really, it has to be. I don't know how you could do it without it being a spiritual, because there's so much mystery in it. And there's so much faith you have to have in yourself and in the people and in the circumstances. It has to be a spiritual journey, even if people don't call it that. Thank you, Tara. In order to go in search of that mystery, that quest, that magic that, you know, most of us are not even experiencing right now is what is entrepreneurship. And thank you for sharing your entire journey so seamlessly, so effortlessly and with so much joy and enthusiasm. Is there anything else that you feel like before I wind up that you would like to say to our audience? I just want to say, Roma, as I sit here and watch you, yes, we've been embarking on this for hundreds of women. And, and probably I think we might actually be at the largest membership we've been since the history of big, which is crazy when you think of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But when I see your one face, the way you talk about this and the way that I know that whether I've impacted one or 1,000 or 100,000, that it's that if I put my head on that pillow because of what I just saw you do today, that I've done a good job. I love that. And I also think that that's really the perspective with which everyone should live. 
because if we can touch even one person's life at that level you are not just making an impact on their life but you are also making an impact on their family and beyond and it's scary to take that first chance right and it doesn't matter whether it's $300 or $3000 or $30 when you make that investment it's scary because you're saying to yourself i'm going to give it one more chance and then you're saying but what if i fail and you know there's that what if i fail but what if you fly right and and you're the example of what happens when you fly because you have flown and you have never stopped flying and and i just you know it's so gratifying to see that just by giving someone the chance to feel better about them and and build their self-esteem and their confidence that you know what you do doesn't matter as much as you do something right and find that joy yes and i feel that because when i came to to the united states left a very um you know stable and fulfilling job as a professor in design back in india to come here on a dependent work visa with with a child and then i became pregnant second time i could see how my chances to go back to doing work or studying was just fading in that moment you know we were a young immigrant family still trying to set up our um our life here and frig figuring out what our life here is going to look like finances were tight i had two kids under 3 at that time when i started coming to big but just coming here showed me the vastness and the possibilities that i was actually wanting to see all the doors closed because i was feeling like oh oh i'm on a dependent visa i can't work i can't do this i can't do that i was wanting to see all those doors close but there was so much opportunity to learn to grow and to really become the best version of me it wasn't until i came to big and every woman out there showed me there was so much more i could learn i always dreamt about going to a b school and really big became my b school became the organization where i met for coffee dates for really had intimate conversations with so many women out here who had started their own life from scratch their own business from ground up and that became my motivation as well as my inspiration yes and and the other thing i think is you invest in it and then you have to be disciplined to be consistent right in anything so you can have a membership but if you're not going to participate what good was it we want women to to um get engaged with each other because that engagement leads to so much and i know everyone so it's they're busy they have time i mean that's the number one thing i don't have time to come well i would challenge that i'm challenging you roma i want to see you on a few more zooms yes. because it is a it is an energy source it's it's a gift and it's not my gift it's the gift of all the other women that 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 show up but you come out of their supercharge and there are women in there who can make up a million excuses legitimately like Susan Vernachek is 
on a million Zoom calls. She has twin two six-year-olds. She's homeschooling them. You know, they're interrupting, they're whatever. She's exercises every day. And she says, I'm not that amazing, but if I can do it, I call it out on all these women who say they can't, because you can. Yes, I love how you pointed that it doesn't matter the amount of money we are investing. It is about giving yourself the permission to say, yes, I am worth that investment in myself. I think most of the women struggle from doing that is to believe that they are worthy of that investment and give it that time to to grow, to help you, to help them and help you, you know, blend into that environment. I am honored to be here and I'm so amazed and glad that you have this amazing podcast that you get to reach so many women because you know you have a special gift and you have such light you are light i do actually borrow a lot of my light from amazing mentors and guides and teachers just like yourself so yes thank you well together we still have some more work to do i think to help more people yes definitely we do and we will Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I want to take a moment to appreciate the time, energy and effort that you have put into growing and becoming the best version of you. I am deeply grateful and forever indebted to serve you with the best of my abilities. Subscribe to this podcast and leave me a review here. It will really help me and help those around you if you share this podcast with others. If in any way this podcast has inspired you, I hope and wish that you will share this with your friends and families all across social media. I would love to leave you with one last quote that is my favorite and that is from the Bhagavad Gita and it says that you come here empty-handed and you will leave empty-handed what is yours today belong to someone else yesterday and will belong to someone else tomorrow we are all here to pay it forward